uh, sports, arts and culture and recreation in the province of Gauteng. What is happening at HM Beach Stadium? The headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. We'll get straight into it. And Tswaralo uh, Matebula, Acting Director of Infrastructure, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us, man. Tswaralo, just briefly. Some background and context. Many people, uh, as even my colleague was saying earlier on, would be familiar with the stadium uh, and how in many ways it was a palace for Sundowns football at some stage. Um, What has happened in the uh, period just prior to the World Cup right to where we are now insofar as HMPJ is concerned for some of us who might not know? Yes, uh, maybe quite briefly, is that um, in the run-up to the 2010 World Cup, um, the stadium, which is currently in the ownership of City of Tswane, was handed over to the Department of Sports and mm. uh, to be refurbished, to be upgraded to the level of FIFA uh, standards so that um, the teams that would, that would have been coming uh, to the country for the World Cup can use it as one of their practice venues. That happened, it, uh, work was done on the on the stadium by the Department of, of Infrastructure Development as an implementing agent of the department. But uh, upon completion of uh, the upgrades, uh, both FIFA and SAFA did their inspection and found that the stadium was not compliant to their standards. And as a result, um, the t- there would be no team that would actually uh, you know, uh, practice there as well as there would be no suffer mm. or PSL games that would take place there. Because let's let's of, maybe pause there. Of, of not uh, complying. Yes, yes, I want us to pause there, Twaralo, because I think that is a very interesting milestone in the story. So for yourselves as the department, and in particular your infrastructure unit, what report did you receive at the point of handover of the stadium? Insofar as the issues that SAFA then ultimately raised on occupational health and safety, what was the story there? Yes, as, as I do indicate, Amala, that uh, the report that we, we received was that um, the stadium, as it was uh, upgraded, did not conform to the standards as required by both FIFA and SAFA. But, but um, you know, we are receiving a report when work has already been done, when a grandstand has already been built. And, and, and that's where you, you then realize that we, I mean, the stadium was not built according to, to, to the required standards. So, and, and obviously we couldn't proceed mm. to use the stadium when it did not comply. Okay. So at that point, that's when we are able to, to realize that uh, we cannot uh, go ahead and, mm. and make use of the stadium. So, so Twaralo, what then becomes the role of, of, I guess, the infrastructure unit in the Department of Arts, Sports, Culture and Recreation? in the intervening milestone. So during a process, even if you're building like a library or you're building a stadium, what becomes your role? I mean, do, do you not get like periodic status updates? Is there a quality assurance function? Um, what does that role look like? Well, as the end user, of course, we... So maybe let me just give a distinction uh, between a, 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 you know, an end user department and an implementing agent department. And the Department of Sports, for instance, would have a library, would have a stadium, whatever, a sports mm. facility that needs to be constructed. But that's not the, 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 the main uh, uh, focus of the Department of Sports. 
So that is solely the, the, the responsibility of the Department of Infrastructure Development, which then becomes an implementing agent. So okay. when so, we so have Twarello, done all the work... Twarello, let's, let, let's yes. do this. Um, I know we just got an advert nearing on us. But I'd like, just after the spot break, for you to come back to this distinction between you as the end user and the implementing yeah. agent. Because I want to understand what kind of feedback and mechanisms or liaison is there during the project between those two. We'll come back to that after this. The portal for submitting the return of the Metro FM Talk. Yeah, it's our headline segment tonight here on Metro FM Talk. I am in conversation with Swarelo Matebula, Acting Director of Infrastructure uh, with the Gauteng Department for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation. And uh, Swarelo, thank you once again for so generously sharing of your time with us tonight. Before we went to the break, you were still explaining to me, and I think it was a very useful explanation. This distinction between yourselves, be it a library, a stadium, and we're talking about HMPJ in this case, the distinction between yourselves as the end client, so the people who will inherit it, you will use the thing, and of course the implementing agent, which as you're suggesting to us would be your sister department, the Department of Infrastructure in the province. Unpack for us then, um, that. so maybe give us a dummy project that we might work with, a library. When we start, the day we cut the ribbons, uh, to tend soil before even just when the foundation is done. What is the type of liaison and discussion between yourselves as the ultimate people who will get this thing and use it and the people who are building it? So, uh, when we have handed over a project to DID to implement on our behalf, there would be uh, various stages in which a project will, will undergo. And at the end of each stage, we are given reports of how far the work has done. We also have got a responsibility as an end user to review the reports, make sure that uh, all work was done accordingly. But I need to indicate that um, the expertise, really, of the actual work that is being done rests with, with DIT. That is precisely why they are the ones that have got the responsibility mm. to ensure that a project is implemented and it's implemented accordingly. But you as the recipient would want uh, a certificate of good whatever, right, that says from DID, you, DID has satisfied itself that all of what was to be built in the specification, which you would have been party to, has been built, and all of the other regulatory approvals have been met, chief among those occupational health and safety because you don't want this thing collapsing on people. Um, did you get such a letter from DID? A, a letter indicating that all work was done accordingly. Norman, there's a thing they call in construction. What do they call that thing? The letter when you hand over. At the end now, you're done. Uh, you are done with the contractors. You are happy. The next day, you can open the place up. Kids can come in and train. I just forget the name of the letter. What well, kind of documentation were you given to say, now we have handed this thing back to yourselves? Well, that process was not completed, Ayabonga. Remember, I'm saying that uh, before, you know, we can be able to accept a, 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 a facility back to us, we need to ensure that all processes have been done and have been done uh, according to plans and that the relevant authorities in this instance, uh, the city of China, which would approve that indeed the, 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 the building in this instance, the stadium was built according to plan. Mm. Such work was not done, was not given uh, the, the go-ahead to eventually get the, the, the occupation certificate. Why? That is precisely why 
FIFA and SAFA needed to ensure that before such uh, certificates are issued to us, all work has been done and has been done according to the required standards. And that, as I've indicated, was not done. Okay, why? So, so why was there... Because for me, what I'm trying to understand, your role, as you correctly say, is that you might not have the technical expertise in the Department of Arts and Culture and Sports and Recreation Correct. to be able to satisfy yourselves that you've done the necessary. And maybe I might want to go back to the first agreement you might have had. When you hand this over, surely there is um, an articulation that says at the end, once you are done now with everything, you will have satisfied yourselves that you've ticked all the boxes. Municipality is happy. FIFA is happy. Occupational health and safety folk are happy. You know, structural engineers are happy. Um, And I'm trying to understand whether in the contract you arrived at, when you said, we're giving this to you, DID, to do, um, was that there? And if so, why did, did it not happen at the end of the project? Yes, so obviously as an end user, we would have a set of specifications that clearly indicates what is it that we expect the implementing agent to do for us. Mm. Now, now, now um, their implementing agent will receive the specs from us, they will take it out, go and find a suitable uh, you know, a contractor to do the work, and then they will manage the construction of that work on our behalf. So, so I just need to indicate that at, at the level where the construction work is done, at the level where a stadium is being built or upgraded, the responsibility to ensure that all work is done according to the specification, according to the plan, primarily uh, rests with, with the ID because they would be monitoring the project on a daily basis. What we receive as an end user is the report that we, we get at the end of various stages. And at the end of those stages, you know, a certain considerable amount of work would have been done. So I'm just trying to say that in, in terms of ensuring that all work is done and is done accordingly, mm. and me as an end user, after I have handed over the project to the implementing, to the implementing agent, she is the one who really, on a daily basis, needs to ensure that Swarelo. everything is done Swarelo. as per the Swarelo, you've just yes. said now yourself yes. that at specific milestones of the project, you would receive updates from the implementing agent who ostensibly has the technical know-how and capability to satisfy themselves that that work has happened. Now, I'm trying to ask you, and I think we're going to circle around this question again. As you received those periodic reports... Did you satisfy yourselves? Because remember, in as much as you might not have the technical expertise, there is an oversight role you have to play. You have to play a role that says, as per your contract, that at a certain stage, we must receive a report and satisfy ourselves that indeed progress is happening and report back to whomever we have to report back on. Did you receive those reports? And if so, did, were you satisfied with the reports that you received? As a matter of principle, Ayabonga, as I've indicated, and I'll, I'll just repeat myself, that at the end of a, a particular stage, we would have to receive reports, go through them, and, and ensure that, you know what, um, we are satisfied with them in order for the next stage to, to proceed. So I would say, yes, uh, we were receiving reports from, from DID, as, as is the practice. Okay. And then later on, when these approvals weren't forthcoming from the FIFAs of the world and OHS, 
you seemingly then had a problem on your hands because you had here as the end user a piece of infrastructure where certain amount of money your money as a department had been expended and this could not be used for the purpose for which the money was spent that is correct that is correct yeah now you are faced with a challenge of demolishing this uh, talk to me about what happens between you saying we are faced now with this problem here's a mess on our hands these approvals are not forthcoming this is not going to be a practice stadium nor can it even be a stadium for the local mbambo team what then happens um between that and the decision to demolish the the, the structure talk to me about the rationale well obviously when a, 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 any facility is unattended and it's not used for a considerable amount of time it gets vandalized you know it, it's a reality that we live in in our communities so the stadium was vandalized uh, to a point where uh, in 2019 we had requested a a a structural engineer to go and do tests uh, for the structural integrity of the place because we wanted to see how best we can still salvage what what was remaining mm. there. And the report that we received from the, the structural engineer indicated that the structural integrity of the stadium, the grandstand in particular, is so poor that um, a demolition is is recommended. So we are merely as a department uh, responding. Uh, to a recommendation by a structural engineer to say mm. that the only viable uh, solution now to the stadium as it is is to be demolished. So we are acting on on those recommendations. So what are your plans insofar as this is, is concerned? Um, what is the scope of the work of the uh, demolition? How much has been set aside for that purpose? Well, the figures that have been making rounds in the media, uh, the demolition of the stadium is not 84 million as has as been How indicated um that was in 2019 estimate uh, when there was quite a considerable amount of um as you know grandstand and and the stadium was still pretty much you know intact but uh, as of last year october when we redid our own analysis on the stadium we were able to drop that number drastically to about mm. um, 24 million. So it will take uh, 24 million rand to demolish that stadium. We are engaging various stakeholders of interest to the stadium. We are engaging various funding institutions to try and source some funding for the redevelopment of the stadium. So there is a plan in place. We already have got a tentative a design of the stadium that we want to build at HMPJ. We are working very hard to ensure that uh, we secure the necessary funding for, for the redevelopment of the stadium. Now, I mean, I'm going to go to some of the tweets here, um, but I'm also quite interested, I guess, before I do go to those tweets. Um, I mean, many, many people and the residents of Gauteng would know that this is not the only white elephant that effectively has as its uh, custodian mm-hmm. and end client yourselves. Um, having been built by contractors or having been built by one of your sister departments as an implementing agent. What is the plan within the department to deal with some of these white elephants uh, and to repurpose them in line with your mandate, which is to make sure that, I guess, communities have recreational facilities to use? Yeah, just maybe to also make one point very clear, Ayabonga, is that, um, you know, I'm indicating that in 2010, we took the stadium from City of Swan because it is a property of City of Swan. Mm. 
I'll speak of Odi Stadium. Odi Stadium is a property of mm. City of Twan. Okay. I'll speak of Giant Stadium. Giant Stadium is a property so of City of Twan. when you say you took it, what do you mean? So I mean that the ownership of those stadiums rests with the City of Twan. So when it is a white elephant, when mm. it's not being used, when it's not being maintained, the responsibility for the maintenance of those stadiums rests with the City of Swan mm. or the cities where they are belonging in. Okay. The ASMPJ the, the, the is our responsibility because it was handed over to us to do a particular work. And because we couldn't, as a you know, department, um, finalize the process of upgrading it to the required level and hand it back, hand it back to the city of Swanee. It mm. is within, it is still within our own uh, uh, responsibility to ensure that everything is on. So not all yeah. sporting facilities I among are a responsibility of, of the Department of Sports. Where funds allow us, we, we definitely make a point yeah. to ensure that we assist with a, a refurbishment, but where we can. But but yeah. I think no, also I think the point is well made, Tuarello, and, yeah. and and I really appreciate it that there's an entire sort of intergovernmental relations issue, and maybe even at a project level that might complicate things. But I'm I'm now sitting at a point where I'm saying, okay, so if the repairs and maintenance after the asset has been handed over ostensibly to the city is the responsibility of the city. The build process is the responsibility of the contractor and the Department of Infrastructure Development. Where do you enter the picture then? Well, I, I have indicated that, uh, let, let me speak uh, specifically for the HMPG. It was handed over to the Department of Sports, handed over from City of Tuan, because it is the stadium of City of Tuan, mm. handed over to other Department of Sports as custodians of sports and its facilities to ensure that they are in order in the province. Mm. When it comes to the implementing of the actual jobs, we then say, here is a stadium that has been given to us. DID, can you assist us do this work? Mm. Now, I am an end user at that level because the stadium has been handed over to me. But upon a successful completion of the work, I need to take this stadium, HMPJ, back to City of Tarnay to where it belongs. No, and, I get that. No, 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 and, and I'm happy with that. But I think where my concern is, uh, as you say, I mean, it does sound like a post-box type of job, right? So you take from one and you go and once you've satisfied yourself. But as the custodian of sport, I'm just very concerned, and maybe it's not something we must discuss now. I'm quite concerned that um, I'm not hearing on facilities management a role for you beyond handover to a city. I mean, we know... Uh, the competing demands on city budgets um, and one would think at least the province would have a stake in saying fine we handed over this facility to the city of Sedibeng in a particular year we are still interested that people play sport in that neighborhood and part of playing sport must mean you know the fields must be watered they must be cut certain things must happen but let's leave that for now tweet here from Stamazibugo saying where was the project steering committee whose purpose it was to provide oversight and guidance to the project as the project progresses. Um, and I guess it comes back to the same IGR question. I mean, in those types of project steering committees, what role becomes uh, uh, or what role is there then for yourselves as the end user for a moment? Um, and I guess uh, there's also the big story of what role becomes of the Department of Infrastructure in the repair and maintenance after handover. 
Well, well, I, I have indicated, and, and I will not say that we do not have a role. Certainly, we have a role as an end user to to try and and receive reports, to try and hear the milestone that has been done on on the various projects, whatever challenges that have been encountered. But but the the the, the mere fact that we have got an implementing agent with all the required skills and capacity is precisely because. We as the Department of Sports do not have that capacity. We, we are not structured to have necessarily that particular capacity. And, and therefore, whatever decisions that we make, whatever uh, agreements that we would make as a department, we would be heavily dependent on what DID as an implementing agent who must play an active day-to-day role to ensure that everything is done accordingly says. So, so, so without, of course, uh, abdicating ourselves from responsibility, but we are just trying to say that the, the, the burden to ensure that work is done accordingly uh, when a project is under, underway uh, to a very large extent does not uh, you know, lie with us. It, it lies with those that are given the responsibility to implement the project. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I, I think I understand conceptually. Um, the different roles, definitions, and responsibilities. I think, as I said and indicated, my brother, I'm just concerned uh, that um, certainly your role as a custodian of sport in the province of Gauteng surely can't only be to receive reports and then, you know, after facilities are set up, only to, I guess, you know, uh, hand those over and somebody else must deal with repairs and maintenance. But um, we're going to have to leave it here for tonight. uh, And I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for your time. Tswarelo uh, Matibula, they're joining us uh, out in the unit for infrastructure in the Department of uh, Sports, Arts, Recreation and Arts and Culture. Uh, yeah, what do you make of that? Love to hear your thoughts. Ten minutes it is now after 8 p.m. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, uh, we uh, take a look at uh, some of your voice notes and, of course, some of your tweets that have come through as well. And uh, as I said, uh, in this uh, second hour, uh, we'll uh, have a chance to check in with Crispin Puri, spokesperson in the Ministry of Justice and Correctional Services. And uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Crispin about the digitization uh, of uh, particular parts of the uh, court system, the trusts administration system, the administration of deceased estates and the case management system out of the state attorney as part of digitizing the processes uh, insofar as, uh, I guess, uh, Uh, the Ministry of Justice is concerned and uh, we'll come back to that and of course uh, your tweets and your messages and those voice notes after this.